Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. What's up, guys? Welcome to Strathers Wars. I am Eric Strathers, and I do love Steel Wars. And in each episode, I find a Patreon supporter to talk about it with. In this episode, I talk to Dom Legaspi. You probably don't recognize that name at all, or at least the last name. It's because Steele always mispronounces it, typically as Legaspi. I guess I shouldn't say always. That's not 100% accurate. It's 90% accurate, though. Anyway, regardless, Dom has some awesome moments from the Steel Wars catalog to share with us, so let's get into it. So, <laughs> Dom Legaspi. One of my favorite things is listening to Steel, like Maul, your last name. <laughs> it's even <laughs> after he gets it, the next time he can't remember remember what it is. It's like kryptonite to yeah. him. I, I think I think I've had my name pronounced maybe like five different ways. And that's fine, you know. I'm I'm finding it hilarious too, so it's all good. You're just part of like the big club, man. It's when I uh when I did the like kind of what originated this thing where I had done the fan appreciation pod for him at the end of last year, he had my name spelled wrong in the descriptions. And I'm like, yes, that's going to live on forever and everybody will see it. But ah, eh, whatever. How did you first get into star Wars? Oh, I mean, it's one of those things. So I was born in 75, um, probably among you know, guys like you and I are probably among the older Steel Wars demographic, but you know, I don't, I don't really remember a time where I wasn't into it. Like, you know, born in '75, movie comes out in '77. You know, I, I, I was too young to remember whether or not I saw Star Wars in the theater, but you know, definitely I remember seeing Empire in the theater, and you know, I mean, I have, I have like old Christmas lists from like after Return of the Jedi came out where it's just like, I want Return of the Jedi this and I want Return <laughs> of the Jedi that. And like, sure, man. I still have my old, uh, I still have my old Tauntaun with the, the rubber, uh, the rubber stomach so you can stuff Luke oh, in there. Yeah. And I've got like, yeah, I've got like a bunch of, um, I've got like Hoth Luke and Hoth um, Han, but like Hoth Luke is missing his head because I, you know, I played with my toys and I, and, and they were, you know, they're like the Velveteen Rabbit. They're like very well loved, right. and um, so so whenever I want, if I ever want to recreate the the scene where he's get going in the Tauntaun, like I always have to start with Luke's head already in the Tauntaun because his head's gone, <laughs> and so you'll never know the difference. With the picture. Oh man, I wish I had my toys from when I was little. But uh, well, that sort of leads me to the next thing: is when did you first discover Steel Wars? Okay, so, so I don't. I, when I first started getting into Star Wars podcasts, I mean, I was listening to. Um, I was really only aware of of one at first, and you know, it's a it's a bigger, more well known one that I don't really want to say the name because they're not well thought of anymore. Gotcha. Yeah, and you know, and Steel used to used to guest on there, and and they would do like um, you know Rebel. Uh, they would talk about episodes of Rebels. And, um, and so I always kind of was like, oh, okay, this steel guy, you know, he's kind of funny and, you know, but I never really, um, you know, because of my schedule, I never really sought out any other podcasts. And so it was like, people was like, oh yeah, there's, you know, you should check out Full of Sith or you should check out, you know, um, now this is podcasting and stuff like that. And I was like, ah, I don't have time for another podcast. Right. And, and, and when, when these guys kind of fell out of favor, you know, I sort of was like, all right, well, let me see what else is out there. And they had kind of actually, you know, I, I was I was getting off the train a little bit before a lot of other people did, and so uh, so I was like, all right, let me 
you know, I was in the I was in the Facebook group, and that got converted to the Star Wars Podcast Alliance. So I was learning about a lot more new shows, and so I was checking them out, and I'm like, okay, yeah, I'll check out Full of Sith. And you know, Tyler Westhouse was talking about how he had been on Steel Wars, and he had been on the uh, the the Remembrance, the call-in show for Carrie Fisher, and. And I was like, oh, yeah, Tyler's a cool dude, you know, and, and, and so I'll check this out. And, and you know, I'm, I, I remember Steel from the other show, and I'll, I'll check it out. So I'm, I, I'm thinking, like, okay, up until then, my impression of Steel is he's this funny guy, total wisecracker, and, you know, total fanboy. And, you know, I'm like, all right, download the episode, and I'm, I'm working, on my, uh, working on resealing my shower. That day, and so I'm like, all right, yeah, I'll throw on some podcasts and and see what's going on. And I turn it on, and I don't know what I should have been expecting from a comedian doing a uh, a tribute to uh, a passed away actress, but it was you know like I was I was instantly hooked. I was like, okay, what I've thought about you know what I thought about this guy is that. It's it's he's so much more than just you know the jokester. So he's taking calls about you know everybody's sharing their memories and you know Tyler's talking about um, Carrie's work for mental illness and you know there was there was a couple times where um, where Steele's voice was cracking and, he, and and I mean like he was very emotional and I, and I was like this this guy is is a genuine guy. Carrie Fisher has been an inspiration me for a large portion of my life, not just because of her work in Star Wars, but you touched on it on your intro, her work for mental health, for people with bipolar disorder, with addictions. I'm somebody who struggled with bipolar disorder and extreme spouse of depression in my life. I've had periods where I was suicidal. I've had periods where I thought this is the end. I just can't deal with it. But Carrie Fisher was always a celebrity that I could look to and realize this is somebody who I admire and I've admired since I was a child. And uh, she's a champion for people with mental health issues. And I think that's something that a lot of people are touching on today when they're remembering her is that she wasn't just an actress. She wasn't just a comedian. She was a champion for the disenfranchised mentally who really need support. And to a lot of people they are ignored, but Carrie Fisher never ignored them. And I'm always going to, appreciate her for that as well as for her work in star wars but the mental health stuff that's really number one for me and what i'm going to remember about her yeah and i i've learned you know just through my podcasting over the years we've done some work with beyond blue which is a mental health uh organization fundraising organization in australia just just by bringing that up on the podcast how many people have reached out to me like that it's sort of a, a relief that it's kind of out there and, and not this bizarre hidden taboo. And, you know, to have someone who is brave and honest enough and as famous as, as Carrie Fisher to sort of bear all and, you know, do it in a very poignant and, and often very hilarious manner, you know, the, that sort of good work, like it is untold lives i guarantee untold lives have continued because of carrie fisher if carrie can get through with it then you know maybe i can try too i yeah much like yourself tyler i you know we we talked about this uh on the the last call-in show with with saf so we were you know it didn't come out of the blue but you know i I did really hold out hope for that moment at celebration when she would walk back out and and we'd give her that standing ovation. So it's uh it sucks. It sucks, but um we you know, I try to just be inspired and you know, it it's I'm I'm not a big person for new year's resolutions and, and it's just a calendar and stuff, but I am, am definitely going into the new year, you know, maybe to live more like Carrie and be, you know, funnier and more open and, and braver 
than maybe I previously had. The intro uh, playing Leia's theme, and, and, and I was just like, uh, this is a very, very nice touch. Very nice touch. Like, so you can, you know, just everything I got out of that show was, you know, that, that show told me everything I needed to know about Steel. This is, this is my new podcast, my new Star Wars podcast. Like, just based purely on that one episode. Um, and, and, and after that, it just kind of, you know, steamrolled into uh, things like, you know, buy, now I'm buying merch, and, and I'm subscribing to Patreon, and I'm traveling down, you know, four or five hundred miles uh, each way to go to live shows. And Have, Did you go to both of them that he did? In, in- yeah, so far uh, I have been to both the uh, both the live shows since he moved back. Moved, well, not moved back, but moved to moved to LA. Right. So uh, the first one with uh, with Jenny and uh, and Chris, and then the one he did uh, a couple months ago with uh, with Kyle. Tell me about the one with Jenny and Chris, man. I know since that was your your first real taste of it. What were your thoughts on it? <laughs> oh man, um, you know. It was first off because we, you know, a lot of us all kind of interact online, and you know, the, the safe haven, and and uh, you know, Twitter is is you know bananas, right? Um, it, it was it was great to finally meet a lot of these people in person. So um, you know, I walked into the comic shop, and the first person I saw was Brittany, and you know, and we had already kind of talked a little bit, and it was just like you know, hey, and and and, it, and there wasn't any like. There wasn't any awkwardness. It was just like, you know, hey, we've been friends for a long time. And then, you know, to meet people like Rashad and um, and Justin and, you know, obviously to meet Steele and, and to meet the lovely Jooklyn. That was that was awesome. You know, meet Stephen Stanton, Jason and Amanda. I mean, it was it was it was great. It was almost like a little um, like a little high school reunion for uh for the safe haven in a way man i'm so um, jealous yeah it was it was great it was great and um you know the show was the show was amazing i mean you know steel came out and did his stand-up thing and you know before the before the actual show started and the show itself steel's interviewing is 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 top-notch jenny nicholson oh man i mean like she 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 gave Steele all he could handle, uh, held her own, you know, from a comedy standpoint, she's very dry, but you know, I, I love that. And, and she had me, she had me in stitches. I was, I was almost in tears so many times listening to it. She's, she's so funny. Uh, Jenny, you, you, you probably, uh, saw it a little bit later on cause you're younger than Chris. I, I hope when it came out opening weekend, <laughs> <laughs> 77, Good year, <laughs> and um, I was like, "This is gonna be big." <laughs> no, um, I, I can't remember the first time that I ever watched it because um, I think it's just like your parents show it to you when you're so young. I guess my first clear memory of watching all of them through was like my cousins and I were up in the snow for like a snow trip, and the Hoth parts seemed very apt. So that's what hooked us in that time. I think that would have been like a four day experience. No, we just watched them all in one day. <laughs> oh, your crazy accent was deceiving me. <laughs> oh. But yeah, we could um, smell the tauntauns and stuff like that. <laughs> That's great, Jenny. Annunciation. Thank you, sir. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little racist yeah. yeah wow Jennifer what is your favorite scene I was just imagining like the alternate song for that scene he described and just imagining that it was like this extremely crappy xylophone song <laughs> <laughs> he's just like yeah John Williams originally wrote a different score for that scene and you pull it up and it's just like burr, 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 burr. like he tried <laughs> the forgotten works of the great um, anyway my favorite scene from uh, all of Star Wars or the original trilogy? Oh no, a- anything with all Star Wars on it. You can okay. you can bring up your favorite Ezra scene if you'd like. No, it's definitely um, Episode Three. I like when Mace Windu confronts Palpatine and then melts his face. 
I like the performance from Palpatine when he's getting his face melted. And he's just like, and it's, he's shooting lightning, face is melting, everyone's screaming. It's, just, it's a good scene. The best. Yeah. It's a fun. To, it, it's fun to watch rewinding as well. Oh yeah. Well, I'll watch it backwards, then forwards again. Yeah. Every speed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because when you rewind it, it's like a really good like Pantene commercial. Mm-hmm. You just yeah. like gets like, like a real clear skin. His skin. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. It's perfect rewind time. <laughs> great moisturizer. I so want to watch it now. I'm thinking. Yes, he's wrinkly. He is wrinkly. Mm-hmm. It's like when you get like a, you know, when you're in the bath for too long and your th- fingers always go like that. I mean, his starting it's point true. wasn't like ideal for a beauty commercial. I'm not trying to slam Ian McDermott. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't have a Maybelline campaign is all that I'm saying. But yeah, when you're in the bathtub for too long and it wrinkles, I always think I've got like five little emperors on my hand. That's not supposed to happen. Yeah, it are is. Are they turn wrinkly when you're wet? <laughs> <laughs> it's not normal. It is if you're Australian. Oh, okay. With, with Sounds like some weird thing you guys would do. Oh, God, it was so good. And I really was extremely jealous that all you guys, you know, got to go there. But, like, super stoked for you and super stoked for Steel, you know, to be doing a live show where, you know, I'm sure when he's back in Melbourne, it's it's easy. He's Everybody knows who he is, you know. But... I, it's yeah. it's funny to hear yeah. Jason talk about it because the same thing for me. I thought when he had the picture of the comic shop with the huge Steel Wars advertisement in it, I thought it was real. You know? Oh my god, that was such a good Photoshop. It looked so real, and I, and I got there. I got there because because I flew down just for this. So. You know, I got an Airbnb. I rented somebody's uh, somebody's room in their apartment for like I don't know some like sixty dollars, and they were they were a block and a half away from the club, so it was perfect. And, and I get down there, and I'm like, all right, well, what am I gonna do for you know? I flew down in the morning just to get the cheap flight, and what am I gonna do for you know seven hours before the show? And so I'm walking around, I check out the shop, and I'm like, the signage isn't there. I'm like, oh, okay, that's because it was, uh, so, yeah, it was, it was great, it was great. Because well, I think, you know, I saw it on Twitter, and, which is, I always use my phone, so it's not like I blew it, you know, zoomed way in and critiqued it every inch, I'm like, man, that's pretty sweet, they're really, really getting behind this thing, so good for him, good for him, <laughs> um, oh, man, yeah, well, hopefully one of these days I'll make it out there, so I the safe haven people are so cool. I miss all those guys. Yeah. Pretty much the only Facebooking I'm doing now is, is the safe haven. So I'm checking in there, you know, maybe once, twice a day, but you know, that tells you, I mean, the community of people that, you know, we all, we're all there for star Wars. We're all there for steel. Uh, and we're all there for each other. I mean, it's, it's there. I've been in other groups where it's just like, Oh God! I wish this guy wasn't in the group, you know. And and I don't really notice anybody in the safe haven where, you know, you feel that way. Right, right. Yeah, it's 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 funny how it all worked out, you know. It, I think Steel started it almost as just a, not as a joke, but a little bit of a tongue-in-cheek joke, you know, with the name and stuff. And it just really blossomed into something great, you know. And it's cool how. Um, self-regulating it is you know everybody's on the same page and you know with very few exceptions there's not been you know it's just a cool place to hang out and everybody's so great and that's that's the thing i wish we could get literally everybody together all at one time you know meeting tons of these people like you mentioned the you know the making star wars community when I went to Celebration Orlando, I went by myself. I mean, I with intent of meeting up with all these people, and I was staying with the dudes from the, uh, the Star Wars Underworld, and you know, we already had all these plans. But you know, you don't really quote unquote know anybody. And I was at the airport with Aaron Boyd, and we're like, "Man, we need something to do." And just at random, I'm like, "Man, I know Hawes is down here," and he had mentioned, "You know, I'm worried I'm going to be all awkward around people in real life." I'm like, hey, man, what are you doing? We're stuck at the airport. You want to hang out? And he's like, yeah, I'll pick you up. And it was just like we'd known each other forever, you know? 
And so by the time, like after meeting all these people and meeting Johnny in person and all this, we end up at the, uh, um, you know, the, the making star Wars event, the live event that was at the, the restaurant. And you mentioned that in, in your list of episodes, they, I ran sound at that and it was, it was a lot, you know, it's, there's a picture that Steele mentioned he, that one of his friends saw of, I'm just in the background and the guy's like, yeah, that guy back there, he's not having any fun <laughs> because it was, it was hard. It the room was not set up for how we did it, but we still managed to do it. But, uh, you know, what were some of your best moments from that? Uh, well, you know, understanding that this may be sort of a family episode. I don't know. <laughs> you know, the, the erotic fiction that Emily did, I mean, it was, oh God, you know, I can only imagine how it was to be in that room, but, um, you know, obviously what, you know, Mendo means to our little community and, uh, you know, to have Jason portraying Mendo and, uh, and Maude portraying Mon Mothma and their erotic story, it, it was, I mean, I recently, you know, because I was, I was prepping to do this and so I recently re-listened to it and I just, I mean, it, it got me, it, it got me dying of laughter the same way it did the first time I heard it. So... We thought to close out the show, we're now in the AM, it's after hours. It is time for some erotic director Krennic <laughs> Mendo <laughs> fan fiction. <laughs> now, this fan fiction was uh, custom written by New York's own Emily Lynn. So give her a huge round of applause. <laughs> Emily. <laughs> the fan fiction is titled, Cape Hearts, A Tale of Passion and Loss. Now, uh, let's welcome... We'll get wet. A little wetness never hurt anyone. <laughs> oh, Besides, you have that... Oh, I would actually say this. <clears throat> that marvellous cape to keep you dry. And so they had gone for the cup of calf. Orson holding his cape above both of their heads, not minding for once if it was in less than perfect condition. Awesome. I'm Orson Krennic. He said on the way... It's a pleasure to meet you, Orson Krennic. I'm Mon Mothma. Forbidden. He glared at the sandy-haired Oh, no, f*** you! I got a sound effect in at the right time and you talked over it. It's not going to be the fire, is it? We must talk. She said despondently, tears glistening in her eyes. Have we not waited long enough? You have consumed my thoughts for days. <laughs> he drew her close once again, pressing his hardness against her. The lust I have for you, it's... He's, he searched for the word. Immeasurable! <laughs> yeah! My love! I, I should just say, in the released uh, version, that line won't be in there, okay? <laughs> you guys just nice little touches like uh, you know Mendo calling his own name in ecstasy <laughs> I mean things like that um, you know and Emily's such a treasure you know in, in my own uh, Steel Wars fandom journey I I hope that one day I can just be half the woman Emily Lind is <laughs> yeah man meeting her is very high on my list that was a very, very fun party, man. It was very fun. Yeah, I had, I had uh, you know, that wisecracker, uh, Jay Winkworth, sent me a picture from there. He's like, hey, here I am. There's my beer. You know, I'm just like, ah, I'm dying. <laughs> <laughs> that, I, that was probably one of the, the high points. 
of the entire trip was that event and then hanging out afterwards, you know, and it was, and and it was later that night. It's on one of the blog pods that everybody was trying to imitate steel. Oh yeah. That was, that was grand. (laughs) Yeah. I remember listening to that and, uh, you know, when we when we went to the live show, the first live show after uh, after the show, we all went with Steel across the street to the bar, and then like you know, after Steel had to go, there was still a group of you know, I don't know, maybe five ten of us, and we're still just hanging out, and we hung out probably till like ten eleven o'clock, and you know, there was a little bit of that. I mean, Aaron Aaron Boyd was you know had a little had a had a good little impression, but uh, you know, it's it's it's. We love the guy, right? And 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 you know, we're we're trying to uh, trying to express that in many different ways. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. That's that's the nice way to say it. But no, it's it, it is. It's definitely out of that out of love, man. Everybody, he's a good dude. He's just a genuinely good dude. Um, it, speaking of party, though, that kind of reminds me. One of the one of the moments you had mentioned was uh, Katie McCourt. And uh, that was oh, a uh, like San Diego Comic Con, one of those pods, right? Yes, yeah, yes. Fill, was, fill me in yeah. on that. So, so, <laughs> so after it was one of the you know Comic Con, they have all these parties or whatever, and and uh, I, I want to say that they were at like an IGN party or something like that, and uh, and the tastefully named Dominic. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Jones was there and um you know i don't i don't run into I, historically i haven't run into a lot of dominics so, you know when i run into one it's sort of like hey <laughs> but um you know it, it was steel and dom and they're at the party and then katie comes up and she is just i mean it's it's very evident i don't i don't remember whether she expresses it or not uh, verbally but it's it's very evident that she's um, she's already she is just faded, you know, and and she's <laughs> right. talking about how she's using steel stickers as accessories to hold her clothes up, and you know she's got she's got stickers on her uh, on her um, cleavage, and and you know she's she starts slurring and messing up his name. She's like you know Steel Saunders, and then later on she's like Steel Sanders, and yeah, <laughs> it's like okay. Okay, we can mess up a name like Steel Saunders. It's you know if he can mess up my name, it can happen to anybody, right? Um, so so we're here talking Star Wars, which like, literally I had no idea anybody was going to be here. I'm over the moon. I call in. I called in three times. I had to graduate college before I you know got involved with the fandom um, because time. You know how it is. I've heard about time. Right. It's a concept. It's a it just keeps going. It's a, it's a huge fourth dimensional concept. If you want more about it, I recommend watching Christopher Nolan's Interstellar um, if you haven't yet seen it. But we're not here to plug Christopher Nolan's movies. We're here to plug San Diego Comic Con, which we're at, kind of. We're at extension. So for people that are listening, yes. you're a listener of the podcast. You've called in to the call-in show. And you came up and said, hey. And I was like, oh, my God, Katie, how are you? I am. I am. I'm wearing, so I have a four sticker across my leg. I have a Yelpdum sticker trying to keep up my dress right now. And I have a Snoop Theory socks between. Um, I don't know if I'm allowed to say this on on a podcast. <laughs> can, can, can I say boobs on a podcast? I think boobs are okay. So I have a your Snoop Theory socks sticker. My favorite sticker between my boobs. So here we go. And I took a picture so you can see it on my Twitter. And um, I, I literally over the moon because I'm in front of Steel Saunders right now. And I'm on a rooftop 
and there is Dominic in front of me. I'm literally over the moon. All right, so any Star Wars fan who's ever walked into a party thinking they're not going to see a Steel Sanders, and it's see Steel Sanders the first thing out of the gate, is like, yo, man, that's, I can't curse, freaking Steel Sanders. And so we had a conversation, and he gave me stickers, and now they're on my body. <laughs> you could just tell that, that uh, she, was, she was the life of the party, man. Yeah, that sounded like a good time, you know. She's super cool. I got to talk to her a couple of different times, and, man, she's something else. And she's got quite a collection of lightsabers. She's, like, way into it. So, you know, obviously that speaks volumes to me. So, of course, I instantly tried to start (laughs) selling her one. You know who builds lightsabers? Me! But (laughs) You're my target market. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Perfect. I I lured you in. Uh, (laughs) The the stuff that revolves around the conventions, all of the blog pods and stuff, those always stick out to me. They're some of my favorites. Now, what are some of your favorite moments from those? Oh yeah. So so once I became a Patreon, you know, getting access to the to the entire back catalog, and I was just like, oh, this is going to be great. I'm gonna you know I'm gonna go check out all this all this all these references that I haven't you know quite gotten yet as a new new listener and, and you know I'm going through and I'm like okay well I know I really like the blog pods because those were kind of like I, I'd heard some of those uh, while I was current and so I go back and I start listening to all the blog pods and um, you know <laughs> the one that really see the blog pods for me are are winners because it really you, you feel like you're there with him um, and, and, you know, I don't go to a lot of cons. I, uh, I've never been to one actually. So I don't go to any cons. How about that? There you um, go. <laughs> and, and, uh, and it's just like, you're, you know, Hey, here I am. I'm in the Uber. I'm, you know, um, you know, you've got like, you know, Oh yeah. You know, him and, and, and Jicklin are, 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 you know, trying to figure out well, where do they turn and, uh, you know, stuff like Jiplin's falling asleep next to them, and you can just hear the sleep in their voices, and you know, or or they're um, listening to the guy snoring next to them, and Steel goes up to try to get the audio of it. And so, if they don't show any footage, can you just like at the end of the panel scream out a very exciting scene that we could have seen? Yeah, yeah. I'll be like. Oh, JJ, it'd be cool if you did that one yeah. scene where you... And finish what? I think they're just making sure everyone in here has it. If we accidentally skipped you, I am not coming back. Last chance for wristbands. Please show me that they're attached. Thank you, guys. It's one of my favorite Denver songs, Last Chance for Wristbands. Stay in line. Do not move. Sure you have your wristbands. If you lose them, that is it. Stay in line. This means we don't have to stay in line. Yeah, I thought that's what they were saying. Yeah, that's the whole point of it. These wristbands are confusing little minxes. Yeah. Okay. Jukwin, just yeah. before you go. Yes. Describe, well, I'm coming back. I know, but describe the scene to everyone at home. <laughs> Beyond Thunderdome. <laughs> 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 Can you believe you're here doing this? No. I no. No. <laughs> no. I mocked these people in a loving way. But now I am one of those people. I have people shining torches in my face and asking me to show my wristband and I have a fold out seat on the side of the road. It's very ordered chaos. <laughs> picturesque though, we're by the bay. It's very picturesque. I feel slightly insane. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> All right, so it's um it's twelve thirty nine AM <laughs> We're in under the tents in the whole H line and there's a guy next to us snoring so loudly. There's more than one guy. There's at least five people snoring like... It can't even be real. It's like a cartoon. So we're on this really nice soft grass. And um, if you 
are into Game of Thrones or Walking Dead, you might be pretty sad tomorrow because, as far as I can tell, it was just Star Wars fans lined up. Yeah. Oh, how can you tell? It's by t-shirts and stuff. Oh. Although Dominic, um, who I was hanging around with today, he, he really likes Game of Thrones. He does a Game of Thrones podcast as well. So I feel he, like it will cross over a lot. I guess. Not for me. You haven't watched either of those shows. No. Well, the one thing that will be interesting at the Game of Thrones thing is Gwendolyn Christie, who plays Captain Phasma mm-hmm. in the new movie, The Silver Stormtrooper. Oh. So she'll be out. So, I, like, I, I just think that she's just going to, like, there'll just be a moderate ovation for everyone and then her people will just go mental for but she hasn't even done anything yet. That's what I don't understand. That's the same with you buying toys for the movie that hasn't come out yet. I don't... That <laughs> guy's snoring is so distracting. <laughs> like she hasn't been in Star Wars yet. She might screw it up. Why are we cheering? Let's, let's wait and see what happens and then cheer. Well, ex- we can give her a like. We're still excited. Yeah, we can be excited. But I feel like let's let's all calm down. Okay, well, when Gwendolyn Christie comes out in Game of Thrones, Jackie's going to be sitting up the front with her arms crossed. <laughs> or, or, no. or tapping her watch, going, we'll see. <laughs> exactly. Time will tell, Gwendolyn. <laughs> Time will tell. She has to prove herself before she gets a standing ovation. She certainly does. And they're just losing themselves with laughter and... Um... Uh, you know, really, there's there's uh, the one where Steel is, you know, acting out the the thing with the finger puppets, you know, and 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 singing the song while he's waiting for Jason, and um, you know, but really, it's it's it it's really taking you on like the journey of the fan and doing stuff that that a you would do yourself and b you would you would want to do, you know, this is somebody you would want to experience that with. And so it's things like, you know, uh, hey, we're, I, I'm not supposed to be, I'm trying to get this, this exclusive, you know, at, at the con. And then all of a sudden it's like, well, you know, security doesn't want to let me in. And, and, and so, you know, how am I going to get around that? Well, maybe I'll, uh, I'll, I'll go in and I'm, I tell them I'm going to the bathroom, you know, but then, you know, I don't want them to, I don't want them to kick me out once I'm done. And so I'm, in order to make it look like uh, I'm, I belong, well, I'm just walking back and forth. And it's just, it's the kind of stuff that, like, the average Joe would totally do that themselves. Right. You know, like, I'll, I'll, avoid, I'll avoid the security attention and I'll walk back and forth just to make myself look like I'm, I'm, I'm part of the scene. I'm supposed to be here. And, and, and then all of a sudden, when it's time to, to get in, he's in, you know, and, and, and he's got a leg up on the people who waited in line outside. <laughs> Any of the episodes that Jackie um, have been on, Jackie has been on, why don't I speak English, is they're some of my favorites, man. The Any of the oh. blog pods she's been on, and then the interview episode that he did with her, they, they're they're so great together, you know? And she's, oh, she's hilarious. I would love to meet her one day. The It was at last year's San Diego Comic-Con where... She, they meet up, and she she says, "Where have you been? Look at you! You're a mess!" You know, because yeah. he had just—it was right after Celebration. Uh, wasn't that? Wasn't it right after Celebration London? Yeah, it was, it, San Diego Comic Con was right after it. Yeah. I think it was. They were bang bang like right yeah. after each other. Yeah, and, and so uh, I can tell Taylor. you, man, just from experience that. Well, at least for me, like in Orlando, I, I barely slept over the course of the whole four days. So I couldn't imagine trying to do like another convention immediately following it. No, that would be, that would be horrendous. Like you would have to get some kind of like vitamin C IV or something just to keep up. (laughs) For sure, man. For sure. Yeah. It's a, it's, it's beach a guy up that, that is for true. So your first, the first clip that you mentioned, man, it's like you dive right into a pretty major one, and it's when Robbo had called in to the call-in show when Brian Young was on. And uh, tell me about that. Well, yeah, 
<laughs> I mean, so I'm, I, I follow Brian on Twitter, I love Full of Sith, and I'm, I'm listening to this episode, and, and, you know, I mean, I've heard Brian, you know, do his, do his thing with explaining, you know, things like, you know, why Jar Jar's great, and the prequels are great, and, you know, with, with Brian, everything's great, right? And I know how he, I know how he is on Twitter, I know how he is on Facebook, and, and his show, and I'm, I'm, I'm listening to this, and I'm just like, oh my god, like, Robbo came in like a wrecking ball, and just, I mean, like, usually, usually Brian, you know, kind of wins the day a lot, and, and, and it was just so uncomfortable, you could tell that it was just like, this is, I agreed to do this, but this is not what I signed up for, <laughs> and, 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 and like you know, you were at, you edit the show, and 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 I'm I'm sitting there doing the, the notes, and I'm like, oh my god! And Steele's just like, you know, he'll chime in just a little bit, but like for the most part, he's letting Robbo like run it, and he's just going on and on and on, and I'm like, oh please, Steele, just like step in, just like put a stop to this, please, because it is so uncomfortable, but it's hilarious. Now, Brian, I have to warn you, our, uh, our next caller is, is a powerful Star Wars mind. It is Robbo. Are you there, buddy? Yeah, I'm here. Hey, All right. Well, hi, you, Brian. You've, you've called in Hello. with many a Star Wars grievance, so uh, I can't wait for what you have for oh, us yeah. and for Brian yeah. tonight. I hate them all. The movies are terrible. Yeah, they're, they're well, work. that was, that was easy. Yeah, I'd solve that problem, Brian. <laughs> no, I mean, I've been listening to the whole show so far, and I'm kind of amazed by how many questions are coming out of Revenge of the Sith, because uh, that, to me, kind of indicates my position. That's the only Star Wars movie I walked out of thinking, I did not like that. And uh, But everybody else seems to like it, and people have all these questions, and then you talk about it for about like 15 minutes and then they're fine with it. But I always forget, like you always end up somewhere and it sounds really interesting and, and thought provoking. And I don't remember where you started. So I thought, <laughs> I feel the same I way thought that to, to avoid that. I don't think you're doing it intentionally. I just think that I have a very short attention span. So, which might be where some of my, my problems come from. So I thought, just a different way of approaching this, of my grievance, is we're, we're going to act it out. We're going to do some role-playing. Is that okay? Uh, sure. I want you, I want, wow. uh, uh, Steel, I want you to play the part of Mace Windu and anyone else who needs to be there. All right? So, so, so I'm Mace Windu. In what scene is this? Uh, we'll get, this is going to be the, I'm going to, we're going to start with the scene where, where Anakin talks to Palpatine and he finds out that he's a Sith Lord and then he goes to, to Mace Windu and says, hey, this guy's a Sith Lord and then they come back and then there's the big betrayal and everything, right? Do I look up the script? Is, is, that, is, that how, is that how good I have to be? You could. You don't have to read. We're, we can paraphrase it. Just don't say anything that's, you know, you as Mace Windu. Like, you don't have to <laughs> have say fun the with party's it. over. You can say your own horrible cliche. So, like, you know, Okay, so, and then, uh, although, Brian, I don't think you have to do the Palpatine voice, because he's kind of like, he kind of switches <laughs> back and forth. You could. I think that would really help, you know, for, the, like, the theater of the mind for the listener. And I'm going to be Anakin. And uh, so we, we don't, you don't have to, if you don't remember, I don't remember the, exactly what they said, so correct me if I'm wrong. But uh, I think the gist of it is he comes to uh, Palpatine, and I, I'm Anakin, I come to you, I'm upset because for some reason the Jedi Council won't let me on the Council, but didn't declare me to be a master, right? And yeah. I'm also upset, I'm also upset, Chancellor Palpatine, I'm also upset because I'm, I'm having these dreams. I keep having these dreams, and I have, a, I have these dreams, my wife, she died in childbirth, and my wife is hella pregnant right now, man. Like, I'm, I'm freaking out. And just before we go any further, Chancellor, the last time I had a dream about somebody in my family dying 
it really happened. It was my it was my mom. I had a nightmare that she was she was suffering and dying, and I I go back uh, to find her, and, and she is at the brink of death, and she dies in my arms. I'm really freaking out here, man, and I don't feel like the Jedi are taking me seriously. And although we have barely talked, I feel like we shared that opera thing together and I, you were really speaking to me. Like, Help me out here. What should I do? What should I do, man? Well, um, I, I, I so want to hear Anakin is... say, remember it, that opera thing. That's a line I missed. I couldn't, I, I, I couldn't believe what I was hearing. I was floored, man. I mean, I am not exaggerating when I, cause I didn't listen to it live. And as I'm going through it, I would, I would love to have seen like the look on my face when when it first when it first started happening and the just the the downhill slide and I, I gotta say man Brian was like such a pro about it he was he was really cool about it and I mean Robbo he wasn't being a, like a complete nutbag or anything but it was it was a lot to take on for anybody so that that is definitely one of my favorite moments yeah, I mean, Brian was a, a really good sport. I don't know that he would ever do it again. Right. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, yeah, it was it was definitely one of the, uh, you know, when, whenever I think of the show, I, I will always remember that one. Like, that one will always stand out. It's definitely a different type of show, you know? It's, it's extremely unique, and I think that's what, that's one of the things I like about it. It's 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 yeah. really something. I mean, it's hard to explain the magic of it. You just have to ha- just tell somebody to listen to it, and you'll get it. Well, you know, when you say uh, you know part of the magic, I mean, it, it really is because you know when you listen to the show long enough, and it doesn't take that long to figure it out. Steel Steel comes at it with you know the enthusiasm and love and exuberance for Star Wars that. You can tell that that flame kind of never went out from when he was a kid, and you know that that really is um, you know it, it adds to the genuine experience of of listening to the show. I mean, it's you know he didn't he didn't get the best fanboy uh, podcast award for nothing. I mean, like like that that you can you can fool people only for so long if you're not legit and. And then when he comes out and he's, you know, um, you know, asking Harrison Ford, uh, you know, what should I get, you know, which one of us should get that I love you and which one of us should I get I know in the wedding rings. I mean, like, that's not, you know, that's not something that, that everybody would would do. Like, that's just sort of like, hey, I'm, I'm a fan. I'm still internally, you know, uh, loving this just as much as I did when I was, you know, in grade school and and it, I think it kind of uh, you know I, I'm of a certain age that I guess you could probably say that you know going four or five hundred miles to go to a podcast recording and getting Star Wars tattoos and I'm, I'm I'm probably you could probably say I'm a good candidate for being in a midlife crisis <laughs> um, and and you know, to, to hear that kind of stuff, it's just like, yeah, this guy, this guy gets it. And he's like, he speaks to like childhood Dom, you know, like it, it just reminds me of how I was when I was a kid and how I felt about Star Wars and, and how much of it was, was my world, you know? Right. Yeah. I think that's what draws me to it so much is he's, he's in a unique position to be able to do kind of what any of us wish we could do if we had thought of it ourselves, you know, and he is so into it. And I I think that's one of the most important pieces of it is just how into it he is and his enthusiasm for it. It's, it's something else, man. And it's, it's very infectious, I think is the best word I can come up with. Yes. Yes. Definitely infectious. Well, Dom, I really appreciate you doing this, man. It's been super fun. And you know, obviously there's just going to be more and more content pouring out. So hopefully there'll end up being so much and we'll do so many episodes of this that you'll just come back around for another one. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe somebody will be on, uh, on Struthers Wars saying, you know, Oh yeah. One of my favorite episodes was when Dom was on. <laughs> there you go, man. There you go. That I bet that'll happen. I bet that, you know, you're, <laughs> you, you've been a great contributor to the show. I just, 
the with the, all the questions for the Q and A's, and then calling in to the call in shows, especially the abomination of one you know from San Diego Comic Con. Um, I really you're you've got a great presence in the in the community, man. It's really good. Oh, thanks. Uh, you know, again, I'm just just trying to trying to have fun and stay young and and you know i mean steel does so much for for our minds and ears and and spirits that you know it's it's literally like the least i could do to to sort of try to give back in some way patreon is just that's just a a very small way uh small token of appreciation it's good stuff man i'm having a blast it's i mean it's never been this much fun to be a star wars fan really I agree, man. I agree. Man, thanks so much. I appreciate it. Absolutely, man. Thanks a lot. Yeah. Right on. And there it is. Another episode of Strathers Wars. I should point out that the Colin show that I referred to as The Abomination was D23 and not San Diego Comic-Con this year. My mistake give it a listen it was actually a really good show but it was it was kind of crazy now if you are a patreon supporter and you would like to appear on an episode of strathers wars comment on the post for this episode and i'll reach out and if you're not a patreon supporter yet head over to patreon.com slash steel wars and check it out the bonus section with robbo on the brian young colin show by itself worth the three dollars for sure you're just gonna have to trust me until next time i am out of here and may that force be with you It's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.